God, thank you so much that we can be here today. Lord, I know you designed the Sabbath for us to be able to stop what we're doing and to focus on you and to focus on each other and to be able to, Lord, um, find ways to reach out to other people that they might know you and love you. And I just ask for your presence here today as we're together and that you will be uplifted and that this tool will be something that will uh, be used by many to bring people into a knowledge of you. I pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to start with kind of laying the foundation for internet evangelism. And I mentioned this morning in my little one-minute announcement about the seminar this afternoon is that I have finished my doctorate last week, and it was focused on internet evangelism. And I'm excited because I'm feeling that this is, especially the overarching idea of this session is missions in America. Um, But I'm going to take it a little bit in a direction that I've been sensing as I've been going through my studies that in this country, so many people are very gospel hardened. I know it seems strange that people say, yeah, but I know a lot of people that don't even know anything about Jesus and so forth. But I'm finding people have heard about Christianity so much. They're just kind of, they're not wanting to step foot into a church. They're very uncomfortable and being in a churchy situation. So what can we do to be able to reach out to people in a convenient, powerful, relevant way? And I find that the internet is, and using technology is, is a, a big way to do that. Um, but there's two quotes that I wanted to look at here first. And this is from Ellen White, Acts of the Apostles, page 109. And it's talking about the Ethiopian eunuch. And it says, this Ethiopian represented a large class who need to be taught by such missionaries as Philip. Men who will hear the voice of God and go where he sends them. And these next two sentences. There are many who are reading the scriptures who cannot understand their true import. All over the world, men and women are looking wistfully to heaven. That sentence always kills me because after doing, spending 10 years of my life overseas, five as a kid, as a missionary kid, and then five um, with my wife and working in both Thailand and Palau, I cannot tell you how many villages in going through Thailand where there are people who literally are, maybe they've grown up their whole life Buddhist, they don't know anything, and as soon as you start talking about this creator God, their eyes light up, and they, they're, it's like you're telling them something they've wanted to know forever, and they knew there was something more. And, and it just struck me that so many people in the world, especially in far-off places that don't have Christian TV or any of you know, radio or any of these things, people are, they are looking wistfully to heaven. People want to know uh, uh, who, who this creator God is. Prayers and tears, she continues, and inquiries go up from souls longing for light, for grace, for the Holy Spirit. Many are on the verge of the kingdom, waiting only to be gathered in. An angel guided Philip to the one who was seeking for light and who was ready to receive the gospel. And today, angels will guide the footsteps of those workers who will allow the Holy Spirit to sanctify their tongues and refine and ennoble their hearts. The angel, I like this, the angel sent to Philip could himself have done the work for the Ethiopian, but this is not God's way of working. It is his plan that men are to work for their fellow men. In the trust given to the first disciples, believers in every age have shared. Everyone who has received the gospel has been given sacred truth to impart to the world. God's faithful people have always been aggressive missionaries, consecrating their resources to the honor of his name and wisely using their talents in his service. 
So part of the passion that has driven this entire project and has driven me to the internet to figure out ways that lay people, church members, everybody, we can all be involved. And I find that the internet is one that we've got it in our pockets. We, this is a way for everybody to be able to connect with anybody who is looking for light. This totally spreads the, 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 the playing field out from, oh, just pastors, just you know, evangelists and so forth. We have a work to do, which I'm going to talk about in just a second, but that work is that we are all working together to do this. And I think the Internet provides a great medium and a great tool to be able to, to do that. So Ellen White sees at the, in this vision of the last days in nine testimonies, 126, she sees in visions of the night representations passed before me of a great reformatory movement among God's people. Many were praising God, sick were healed, other miracles were wrought. A spirit of intercession was seen even as was manifested before the great day of Pentecost. Hundreds and thousands were seen visiting families and opening before them the word of God. Hearts were convicted by the power of the Holy Spirit and a spirit of genuine conversion was manifest. On every side, doors were thrown open to the proclamation of the truth. The world seemed to be lightened with the heavenly influence and great blessings were received by the true and humble people of God. So I know it's a stretch, but here's a stretch for you. So it says, hundreds and thousands were seen visiting families and opening before them the word of God. So what if she saw people doing that by video chat? <laughs> I don't think she did. But she, she leaves it very open for, um, for interpretation. I know she probably saw people going and knocking on people's doors and whatever. But, but I like the breadth that it opens up here to say, you know what, there is a way to visit people today that is through video chat and through face-to-face -face on the internet um, that is truly, even today, throwing doors open for the proclamation everywhere. It, it's, it's already happening. I plan to follow in the tailwind of Google and Facebook. And I want to tell you how you can fall in the tailwind of them as well. Uh, you know probably about internet.org. Um, Facebook is, they are on a rampage to be the first. They are racing with Google. They want to be the first to have every single person, as Facebook says it, they want to have a single message to be able to be clicked upon and read by every human being within the next five years. That's their goal. They are using drones, which is very interesting. If you haven't seen what they're doing, it's a fun just research after sundown tonight. Go and look up two things. You can look up, um, look up Facebook, internet.org, look at or, or type in Facebook drone project, and then also Google uh, loon, the Loon Project by Google. They have already deployed, they had what, 56 balloons over New Zealand a year ago, and they have, they are setting up balloons that have um, broadband broadcasters on them that uh, from, a, from a 12 miles into the stratosphere, they are able to, to beam down a circle that is, I can't remember how wide it is now, but they have one balloon coming right past the other and they are beaming broadband down and then as soon as that circle is leaving over top of the landscape, the other circle is right behind it as those balloons are following each other. They're putting them to where they are planning to have them circle the earth They're in, in, the, in the winds and they are, on, um, they are on a path to have it done in five years. 
they want everybody to have broadband. So I wrote an article recently called uh, Google's Balloons and the Three Angels' Messages. And I think it's funny. And I know, please don't, you know, if you're listening to this on Audioverse, and don't write me an email and say, um, you know, that's not the way you interpret, you know, interpret Revelation 14. Because I understand it's not talking about balloons. But when it says he saw three angels flying in the midst of heaven, you know, <laughs> with the everlasting gospel, I wrote the article and said, wouldn't it be funny if those balloons were actually shaped by angels? Because what riding in the tailwind of Google and Facebook I believe that we are going to, as they go forward with a monetary purpose of capitalism and of making millions and millions and billions of dollars, we can follow behind them with the gospel um, and connecting with people in a very real and relevant way. So that's part of the plan for what I'm going to share with you today uh, that's, that's part of this project. Um, I'm going to skip down to the last one, Daniel 12:3, which I really like at the bottom there, uh, where it says, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. This was a last day context. And Daniel sees, I believe, the same type of vision that Ellen White saw, which there is going to be a movement in the last days where people are studying the Bible with other people. And um, the project I'm going to share with you today is a way to do that through the Internet. But before we get there to talk about the website, uh, this is a very, we flip the page over, there's a very important quote here by, in Gospel Workers 351, the role of clergy and church leadership. And it says, the leaders in God's cause as wise generals are to lay plans for advance moves all along the line. In their planning, this is, this is interesting, in their planning they are to give special study to the work that can be done by the laity for their friends and neighbors. The work of God in this earth can never be finished until the men and women comprising our church membership rally to the work and unite their efforts with those of ministers and church officers. This project is a fulfillment of that. This project grew out of a desire. How can our church members find a way to relevant, conveniently study the Bible with people who may be their friends and relatives that may, they don't even live in the area with? They may be across the states. They may live across the world. What is the way to do that? In the last four or five years, with the rise of video chat, it just became very clear that there is a very significant way to do that. And that is through face-to-face, um, -face, if you want to say, through the Internet, through video chat. And so that's what we want to talk about today. There is a website that's been built called flocktalk.com, www.flocktoc.com. This has been my doctoral project for the past five years at, through Andrews University. And it is a website that has been most recently rebuilt around Google Hangouts. And it was launched out of beta at General Conference in July of 2015, this, this summer. And it is exciting to see what's already happening in the past two and a half months since that launch of what people are doing with it and the object of sharing just uh, sharing with church members now that this is a tool that anybody can use. And so I want us today to, we're just going to take some time to actually walk through the website. I know if you're listening through Audioverse, uh, if you want to go to the website, I'll, I will try to make sure I talk about the menu tabs so that you can follow along of where we're going with this. The, the website again is flocktalk, F-L-O-C-K-T-O-C.com. And I would like for us to just Go through page by page to give a general idea 
of what it is. So we're going to go to the home page and look at the three things that people can do when they come to Flock Talk. There is a, there is a, a design behind the website to have people go from being able to just watch in a non-committal way, watch what's uh, happening in a video chat Bible study. They don't have to commit. They can just watch as they would be watching a TV program, and I'm going to show you how they can do that in a second. Uh, they don't have to give any information. They can just watch what people are doing as they study the Bible together. Then you've got the join feature, which is encouraging people to actually join one of the Bible studies that's going on and become a member. They don't have to be a leader. They're just a member as a part of that Bible study, and they can be part of the small group interaction that takes place online. And then you have got the lead factor, which is open right now only to Adventists. So Adventists can come onto the website. They can go to the lead page. They can apply to lead a group. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how we screen people and so forth on that because that was a question in the last session. Uh, and that's typically one of the first questions I get. Well, how do we keep well-meaning Adventists who teach strange things off of Flock Talk by starting groups? And so we have a way and a method to, to be able to do that. And then there is also a learn section, which is a way for you to sign up for um, a, a way to be trained on how to give Bible studies. So you can be anywhere around the world, but if you come to the learn uh, section of the website, there will be a group or groups that you will be able to join, and we will teach you uh, how to give Bible studies so that you can either start a small group in your church you can learn how to do one-on-one -on -one Bible study with people, or you can, um, you can start a flock talk group. So let's go to the watch page first, because this is what it looks like where it's kind of a Pinterest-style cards. When these groups go live, uh, this one is Tuesdays at 7 p.m., studying together. It is a theology major here at Southern who started a group, and when his group starts at 7 p.m., you will be able, this will be lit up in, in blue, dark blue. The watch button will come live, and you can click on it, and you can watch it as if you were watching. Well, I'm going to show you what it'll look like in just a second. Uh, we've got Glendon Robinson has got a Daniel study going on on Sunday nights at 8 p.m., and you've got a South African group that has started a Bible study, which is 7 p.m. UTC uh, time plus 2, which is about 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And they have a group led by Pastor Quentin Betteridge going on. So these are the public groups. When a leader starts a group on Flock Talk, they can make it public or private. And these are leaders that have started public groups, which means that not only can people watch the group when it's live, but the group is actually archived onto the website. So when that is done, then the group is automatically put onto the archive section. And here is one by... Glendon Robinson, which just gives you an idea. This was done last week. This was our study last Sunday night, and he's doing a study on Daniel 7. This evening on the prophecy uh, of Daniel, the book of Daniel. We are into our fifth week of our study, and we have completed quite a bit. Thank you very much for taking the time every Sunday evening at 8 o'clock to... Uh, join the Bible study. So he's in Canada. The lady at the bottom is a non-Adventist lady who is from Texas. 
and she is on there because Glendon answers questions for amazing facts. When people submit questions online, he is one of their go-to people that questions are sent to. She was asking Bible questions. He was answering them about Bible prophecy she was asking. And he said, oh, by the way, I just started a group on flocktalk.com that's dealing with Bible prophecy. Would you like to join us? The very next week she was on and she's been a faithful uh, participant ever since. So on this, what's happening is she's actually... Um, her laptop wasn't working, so she joined by her cell phone. And so she's got her phone there, you can see. And this was an entire study that went on for about, this was a shorter study for about 27 minutes. And it was just the um, two of us and Glendon. So this is, this is what happens when your group is public. It becomes archived to the website. The dream is to have thousands of these on there so that anybody can come and they can filter and look and decide, hey, I want to know every study that's gone on about Daniel 2 or about whatever subject, and they will be able to follow people's whole series on different Bible studies. If someone wants to join a group and you go to the Join tab, um, as you'll notice here right now, this is the, this is the Collegedale SDA Church page, because I'm signed in as a leader, if you'll notice up here, as, as, a, as a Collegedale Church member. So the URL is specific for Collegedale. Any church can have their own URL. So any church member that's in any part of the world just simply tells me what church they're in. They will actually, they will have to put that on their application when they fill it out, but it will, um, it will automatically pop in where they get their own page. Churches can use the join page as a local outreach, and they can tell people just to go to, you know, flocktalk.com backslash join backslash collegedale. That's where you go to find um, all the groups from our specific church. But if I do show all, and it shows all the groups, this is a mix of both the private and the public groups. So you'll notice uh, here, my group that's going on on Wednesday night at 8 p.m., How to Give a Bible Study, one. This is a, uh, this is a group that is not broadcasted, and nobody can watch it at this point. I have it made private. If I get three or four people on there and I talk to them and say, hey, do you guys mind if this is broadcasted live? Then we will actually broadcast it live and then people would be able to watch it. But right now I leave it private because a lot of people like it um, as private. But anything that you see with a blue, uh, bright blue, it means that you can join it. So there's just a whole list of different ones going on there. Um, this lady is in Canada as well, and she's doing a Bible study with a non-Adventist 14-year-old that's a family friend, and uh, just really, the 14-year-old just really likes the idea of doing Bible study by video chat instead. Um, then you've got your back-end section, which is called your, your dashboard area, where as a leader, when I'm signed in, this is my dashboard, so I have my picture, my bio, and it has all the groups that uh, I have started in the past, and maybe I parked them. So this is one after God's own heart. I started this group at one time in the past. We ran it for a little bit, and I didn't want to lose all the information I put in about the group, so I just parked it. So it's deactivated right now. If I want to reactivate it, I can do that by clicking on that on the reactivate button. And then here's my how to give a Bible study two. As soon as number one is done, I park it, and I pull up number two, and then I have people join the second one. And this is where I want to talk to you about, I think, the most exciting thing that's taken place in the last couple of weeks that I'm really finding some traction on. And this is the Bible reading chat group. Um, several weeks ago, I preached here in the College Dill Church, and I did a sermon on the importance of us 
getting back into our Bibles and washing ourselves with the word instead of with the world. And this is a plan that has been created, a Bible reading plan that is found at thisislifeeternal.org. That's the website. You go there. You, there's a, on the left side of the menu, there's a download button, and you can download the Bible reading plan for This Is Life Eternal at thisislifeeternal.org. It's, it is a way to read through your Bible thematically in 52 weeks. I know there's a million Bible study reading plans out there. But this one, she has taken through a lot of prayer. She's taken about eight years, ten years. Um, she told me to, eight to ten years, she said to work through this so that she gets every passage and it's done thematically. Um, so let me tell you how this is connecting with Flock Talk right now. So what we did is we, we handed these out. There were many church members that decided they wanted to read through the Bible in, in a year. And then we've started, I've started a group called... Um, Bible reading chat group, and what we do is once a week, we each just read what is on our Bible reading plan for the week, then we get online and we just talk about it. It's a very simple way to disciple people, I'm finding. It is very non-threatening. You're not going through a specific doctrinal study. You're just, you are able to ask friends or family or anybody just to say, hey, I'm reading through the Bible. I've decided to read through the Bible, and are are you interested in Studying or reading the Bible, if they say, yeah, you're like, hey, why don't you read through with me, download this plan, let's meet online once a week, and let's talk about it. Um, I meet, you know, I have a group on the, on the website, flocktalk.com. And so what's happening is people are, people like this idea. I had a, a 75-year-old church member this week, and he doesn't know a lot about computers, but he's like, I know my computer has a webcam, I want to get on with you guys and meet. So this last week, we had met... Um, and a lady from South Carolina joined us. And now people in the group are starting to invite other people around the country to join, to download the Bible reading plan and to join together with us. And I want to show you something else that has been working with this. That's, so I've got on the back of my phone um, a card holder. And I've got on there where I hand people that I might meet at getting my oil changed or I meet somewhere else, let's say at a restaurant, and they're a waiter, and I tell them, hey, um, do you like studying the Bible? I, I've got a Bible study that meets online on, the, on a website called Flock Talk. Here, here's a card that tells you exactly how to get on. And so they give them instructions. I put in there what my group is, Bible reading chat group. Um, it gives them instructions how to join, and it's a simple way to drive people to the website. Um, to be able to join. And then I just tell them, hey, if you like to read the Bible, come and join us. And the cool thing is, is I've got lots of cards. So if you want cards yourself, glad to give you some. You start your own group and you call it whatever you want. And you can use these to hand to people. And it's a simple way to invite people to, to join you by Bible study. So these are just simple ways. I, I'm, again, wanting to try to find the easiest way it is for people to be able to connect with others. I'm finding through this whole study on, on video chat and, and Bible study and internet evangelism, people feel much less threatened to come online in a video chat room than they do to come to your church or to come to your house. It is a very comfortable, convenient way 
People like technology. Okay, not everybody likes that. That was part of my dissertation. I had a whole section on technophobic people, all right, because this is something that's hindered, you know, of using it in the church setting where people are like, I don't want anything to do with technology. But for people who like technology, this is a very convenient way for them to, to do that, especially people who are, let's say, young families who have kids, very small kids, and they find it very difficult to go to a small group Bible study when you have a two-year-old and an eight-month-old. But this is a way to put the kids to bed and to be able to still have fellowship with people online. So this is, uh, that's part a little bit part of the back end. I could go into all kinds of things here. There's a way to, just one more thing, is there's a way to uh, manage your members. So when somebody joins your group, this is our member management area where... We're able to email them. I, as a group leader, am able to email these people. I'm able to remove them, able to email the entire group, sending a meter reminders. I'm able to invite people uh, one by one through here, send an invitation to them. It will actually send them an email and say, hey, I want you to join my Bible study group. That's all done from your dashboard area after you sign in. Uh, if you want to uh, sign up and not be a leader, there is a way to do that from just going to, even from the, the home page. If you go, you'll see sign up now under the join section. You click on there, uh, and actually it may, may throw it off weird because I'm signed in, right? So let's go, let me just log out here. Go to... Again, this was designed so that people can watch. They don't give any information. If you just want to go the next step and be a participant, then you can come on and give just your name, your email address, a password to get on, and then you will sign in. You'll, you'll come into your own dashboard as a member, and then you can join any of the groups, and you will show up then in the leaders group. Um, any thoughts from the audience? Any ideas or any questions? How many people have attended How many total? Let's see. In the beta, there was probably, there was a 56, I think. 50, somewhere in 56 to 58, I think. Um, there were about 40 leaders who signed up. Mm-hmm. Out of those 40 leaders, there was only about, what, I 19 that actually started a group. And so part of my dissertation was trying to figure out why we had a lot of people that actually signed up for Flock Talk, but then never participated. And so I had my whole last chapter had a section of it where I went over things. One of the biggest things during, during beta was that it wasn't mobile friendly. That was the number one thing. You know, when I started having Flock Talk designed back in 2011, 2012, end of 2011, beginning of 2012. Laptop, desktop, everything was great. And then even over the the three years until now, the switch that has happened worldwide of switching to mobile. I don't know if you know, but 2014 was the first year where companies started designing app first, website second. It was was very interesting that there was more mobile usage than there was website usage. So it's been a hard turn quickly in the past three years. So in our beta, it was nobody could use an iPad or a smartphone. Or, and it, I did a training for people. I had 30 people show up. 
not one person brought a laptop. Everybody had an iPad or an Android tablet. And I was like, I'm dead in the water. I mean, you know, it was like during beta. And so I called, you know, my um, developer uh, who lives in Portugal. And um, he was like, you know what? We've got no choice. We've got to figure out a way to make this thing mobile. So with a little research, we found that Google, at, Google Hangouts uh, has a great API, which is their, it's, it's their version of, of a way to be able to, I say, uh, um, integrate, decorate, customize their, their program and to build a website around it. So we, we rebuilt um, Flock Talk around it. So now it's seamless with Google Hangouts. So what happens is as long as people are signed in, like if I go back to, uh, if long as they're signed into their Google account, um, they are able to, as soon as, as soon as they come in, let me sign in here again. So as, as soon as they come in, and if I'm to start a Hangout, it will, we have it where it's connected with our group member section. So when I start the Hangout from within uh, FlockTalk, and I click on join, it will automatically populate their, all the email addresses in, that are in my member management section. And as soon as I click invite, it rings on their phone, or it rings their iPad or their computer, and they just click answer, and we're right in. So it's been a really, really nice, uh, been a really nice way to, um, to go in. So the next step is actually we are going to have people sign into FlockTalk through their Google account. So that's, that's actually what we're working on right now. So it'll make it easy. We know everybody that's in. It's already set up for them. But it's just been really nice having the two. Because, for instance, the lady last week couldn't join by her uh, laptop. So she just grabbed her phone. And it was already ringing on her phone. And she clicked on. She had the Hangout app downloaded on her phone. And she joined that way. And then the second lady couldn't get her video. No. Yeah. She couldn't some reason her phone was locked and she couldn't unlock it or something. I don't know what happened. And she's like, can I join by telephone? And I had never had anybody join by telephone in Google Hangouts. So I quickly Googled, you know, does Hangouts support telephone connection or, or, or telephone additions? And sure enough, Hangouts, there's a way to do it from within Hangouts where I just dialed her number. She joined right in the group. And whenever she would talk, it would pull her up inside the, it would just have her number there and it was great. So Hangouts has been a very good change. And it's all free. That's the one thing that's really beautiful about it. So, great. And then the videos can go directly to YouTube. Videos go directly to YouTube. When somebody's watching it, it actually, Google has changed it now where if they click on watch there, it will send them to the, the, the person's channel on YouTube. And it not only saves it on YouTube, but it will archive it to, um, to, our, to Flock Talk. So, thoughts, questions, ideas? Um, let me give you these two things, and I'll finish up with just sharing just a little bit about what's going on with a couple of people that have started groups recently, just to give you an idea of what I want to say, the, the global impact, that the potential that this is, this is able to have. Uh, the young man that started a group in South Africa 
got in touch with his young adult group, and they love the idea. They're like, we would much rather do this than drive and come to the church. So they have been doing um, small group uh, Bible study by, by video chat, and they're able now to invite people. I noticed the last time they had seven or eight people in their group. They're just able to invite other people that may live far away. So it's a, it becomes a great witnessing tool um, for them. The, uh, the gentleman who is in Canada, Glendon Robinson, who has started a group, uh, emailed me this week, and he said, this is something I've been looking for for a long time because I've always wanted to take my ministry. I'm not able to travel much. I'm very busy with my job, but I've been so wanting to disciple people who are other places in, around the world. And he, re- he wrote me that email because I had just sent him the name of a Nigerian man who was baptized in Guatemala. And the person in Guatemala was studying the Bible by telephone with somebody here in the States who knew about Flock Talk. So we had this whole weird connection where the lady emailed me and said, there is a Nigerian man that was baptized in Guatemala and he wants to study the Bible with somebody who speaks English and nobody in the church feels like their English is good enough. Do you have somebody? So I quickly emailed Glendon and said, Glendon, I've got a Bible study for you in, in, uh, in South America. So he emailed the gentleman. They are making a connection for him to disciple this young man down in Guatemala uh, who is a Nigerian. It just blows my mind to think of the possibilities that we have. I still have a dream in my mind of people sitting in cafes in some Muslim country with their headphones on and their phone and doing a Bible study quietly um, with someone who may be uh, uh, an, an Adventist who speaks Arabic, who has come to this country, who is from the Middle East, and is able then to start a group and disciple people over there in a country or in places where if you were to go to a church or go to a small group Bible study somewhere, your life could be on the line. But an easy way now to be able to connect with people that, um, that allows them to feel safe and to feel private about it and to do it in a way that uh, can make, literally make disciples from all over the world. And it's not going to be long where Skype has already, has already has Skype translator where people are using that and it seems to be working very well in video chat where you don't even have to speak that language. It, is, it picks up you speaking in English, it turns it into their language and will either speak it or put it on the screen for them. Uh, we are already to that point with technology that the ability to disciple people is anywhere and everywhere is, is truly a reality. So. Any other thoughts or ideas? All right. Well, let's pray together as we close. Jesus, thank you again so much for calling us into your work. Lord, it is a privilege to be your servants Thank you, Lord, for these tools and of technology that we are able to use to disciple others for you. Lord, I lift up this entire project. It's yours. It's not mine. It doesn't belong to anybody, Lord. It is one that you um, started. You've carried it along. You've built it up. And I just pray that you would continue to bring on leaders and members and participants, Lord, to be blessed through the, the world of video chat Bible study and and to be able to make an impact all around the world um, just with connecting with people who are interested, who are wistfully looking to heaven and are longing for truth and for your spirit. 
And so we give ourselves to you, Lord, to be used by you in this endeavor. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.